Welcome back to school. I mean, <laughs> scriptures with mom and Terry. We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 88, actually. And I'm super far behind. So sadly, we ended up with school and this scriptures um, this week. And then hopefully tomorrow we'll do the other scriptures as well to catch up. But I am excited. I'm coming to you live from the... Rocky Mountain Elementary parking drive through. Um, I had to get here super early. It was about 1.40 when I got here and it is now 1.56. Guess what time Faust actually gets out? At 2.15 and <laughs> it there, I'm the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth person here and in line which is hilarious because I thought I was coming so early <laughs> but apparently not so what I'm thinking was I was kind of figuring out with this new school schedule I always love looking forward to school um or I I love school so I look forward to it because it gives me back my routine I really love being in the routine of things we do have a summer routine it's a lot looser the boys don't like it because I make them do some work and but it's good for them um and it's good practice but now when school's in I don't have to be the teacher anymore and it's kind of nice well let's say I don't have to be the school teacher anymore um and so because of school we get to have our separate routine and um right now Wednesdays so what let's let's go through our schedule just so we have it jotted down for posterity's sake so we're doing Mondays and you know it's really windy so I'm gonna turn on the car and put the windows up because that way it'll be more quiet in here okay so on Mondays or Monday through Friday we're gonna be at uh, the be dropping off early and then picking up after school is only on one day of the week because that's when the junior high because Finn is now in junior high can you believe Finney is in junior high because the junior high gets out early and so I need to pick up Faust on that day so that day is today because um and but also it's raining today as you can hear from the loud band so that's another reason why we're picking up today um because it's raining so anytime it's raining we'll pick up and anytime you know it's not raining they get to walk home and poor faust was so exhausted yesterday was his first day walking home that they just passed out you know they were just like so ready for no more exercise and it was awesome i think after sitting in school for so long getting exercise is so much better than coming home and watching like tv right and so it's such a good way to get all those school frustrations out so i really love the fact that we live this close actually we would live a little closer if we could but um not in this market we're not moving and so <laughs> it's so pricey right now i mean we would sell for so much but it would not be worth it because where would we go like anyway so <laughs> So yeah, so we're in the school parking lot right now and it is awesome because I'm like, I, this is a perfect time to 
do so many things, you know, on your phone. I was listening to a podcast for a minute. I was um, checking schedule, making sure I'm doing okay. Um, I'm still in my arranging my schedule and solidifying things this week. So um, everything's a little bit uh, different than normal because we are back to school. And so we're adjusting, right? Because there's seasons in our lives. And school season is probably one of my favorites because then it helps us get back into routines and when they say it takes a village to raise your kids, it really does um, because all these teachers are helping to educate my kiddos, even though I cannot right now. Um, so anyways, it is getting loud in here. Am I right? So I can see like the little, the little uh, audio bars on my phone getting super, super good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this tissue on top and hopefully see if that will help muffle that sound. Maybe it's worse. It might be worse. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't look like it's doing anything, but it's possible that it is. So anyway, we're going to get into it. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants 88. Now, Doctrine and Covenants section 87 was a revelation given on Christmas Day. But I don't know if the saints actually celebrated Christmas the way we do now. Definitely not the way we do now. (laughs) First world problems. Um, Or blessings, I should say. Um, Back then, Christmas wasn't as uh, popular a holiday. And Christmas actually became a holiday in 1870. And so I'm guessing it took a while for like it to get really popular. So I don't know at what point um, the saints really got it. Now, I'm sure we could learn a, a little bit more from the Joseph Smith papers and, you know, things like that to get ideas of like if they celebrated Christmas. But anyway, that revelation of war was given of the uh of war in section 87 made joseph smith super worried and really concerned and then these um verses or these revelations were given in a period of several days between december 27th and january 3rd and so it was basically some scripture, some revelations of peace because there was war and there was eight verses last. And I really like the way that Book of Mormon Central outlined it. And they specified how it was um, war verses were only eight. You know, it was really short revelation. And then the, the verses of peace were about 141 in this section 88, which is also the longest section in the Doctrine and Covenants, um, as per David Bowman. He's the one who gave us the idea (laughs) of that and, or that fact. And so it's, I think it's kind of cool that they were able to, um, see the difference between, Hey, the bad news is only eight verses, but the good news and the awesome news is way more and we don't have to focus so much on the bad even though that's going to affect a lot of people and our country and everything 
it's still going to be good in the end, right? It's all going to work out. So that's, I think that's cool how it's super comforting um, for us to know that the Lord is mindful of the instruction that we get. You know, if he gives us some bad news, there's going to be a whole lot more good news coming. And, and I think I can see that in my life. Um, and maybe you can reflect back on your life and maybe pause and just think like, think back, like what was the bad news? How long did that take? And what is the good news? Um, okay. So we're going to try and read, even though it's super loud, uh, because we're trying to take advantage of the time that we have here waiting in the parking lot for Mr. Faust. So revelation given through Joseph Smith, the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, December 27th and 28th, 1832 and January 3rd, 1833. Um, the prophet designated it as the olive leaf plucked from the tree of paradise, the Lord's message of peace to us. And so that's kind of cool that he recognized it was a message of peace after he got it. And that's what, that's the title he gave it. And then the revelation was given after high priests at the conference prayed separately and vocally to the Lord to reveal his will unto us concerning the upbuilding of Zion. Wow. You guys, I actually love rain and I've never recorded anything while it's rained (laughs) in a car, especially. And so this might be really bad for audio quality, but it's also really cool because we are, we were in the middle of a drought and this rain is just such a blessing. And we were surrounded by fires everywhere, like California and Utah and everything. And just the rain is just such a blessing. Um, especially, you know, after having prayed for some rain and sometimes we pray for rain and it doesn't come and we just got to keep praying. And sometimes we forget to keep praying, but I am grateful that we have all this rain and I hope it slows down in about five minutes. Cause that's when the bell rings. But okay, number one through five, faithful saints receive that comforter, which is the promise of eternal life. Six to 13, and it might be good to follow along with your paper scriptures because that way you won't get lost. Or, you know, while you're listening to this, you can also open up the scriptures app and scroll so that whatever words I miss, you might be able to read. Or whatever words I don't miss and you just can't hear because it's so loud. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to wait for a minute. Just listen. That is what answered prayers sounds like. Okay. I mean, those firefighters are probably like so grateful. And those people's houses that were going to get burned are also not going to get burned today. Certainly not with this much rain. It is pouring. This does not rain like this. It rains like this in Florida all the time. So I'm used to that, but it does not rain like this ever. In fact, I can see hail on the ground and dad will be so proud of me that I said ground and not floor. (laughs) Okay. Um, where was I? All things are controlled and governed by the light of Christ. 14 to 16. The restoration. Oh, sorry. That was 6 to 13. And then the 14 through 16 is the resurrection comes through the redemption. 17 to 31. Obedience is 
Obedience to celestial, terrestrial, and telestial law prepares men for those prospective kingdoms and glories. Those respective kingdoms. I can't see. I'm going to need glasses. This is really bad. <laughs> 32 to 35. Those who will be, will to abide in sin remain filthy still. 36 to 41. All kingdoms are governed by law. 42 to 45. God has given a law unto all things. 46 to 50, man will comprehend even God. 51 to 61, the parable of the man sending his servants into the field and visiting them in turn. 62 to 73, draw near unto the Lord and you will see his face. 74 to 80, sanctify yourselves and teach one another the doctrines of the kingdom. 81 to 85, every man who has been warned should warn his neighbor 86 to 94, signs upheavals of the elements and angels prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. 95 to 102, angelic trumps call forth the dead in their order. 103 to 116, angelic trumps proclaim the restoration of the gospel, the fall of Babylon, and the battle of the great God. 117 to 26, seek learning, establish a house of God, a temple, and clothe yourselves with the bond of charity. 127 to 141, the order of the school of the prophets is set forth, including the ordinance of washing of feet. Okay, now there's thunder. Also, um, I'm about to log off because Fauci's about to get picked up here. It's going to be coming. Um, But I wanted to just say how much I really love the don't miss this. Okay, so first we're going to Listen, first you guys have to listen to the, uh, I mean, you can finish listening to what I'm doing here, but I recommend going to the, it's raining so loud I get distracted (laughs) because it's so amazing. It's like when you can't hear yourself think, right? Wow. 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 First, go to Talking Scriptures. They have an awesome podcast on this, number 88. And then, section 88. And then go to the Don't Miss This one, because that one had an awesome, uh, that one also had an awesome episode about 88. And something that I love that they pointed out was that light was light and law and and what are she said that there was an activity that we should do with the family and i'm just saying it here so that i can remember to to do it but to write down all the reasons why you love light right and then after everybody writes down all the reasons why they love light then you replace the word light with law and say it back to everybody and say law does it and and it's like a question does law provide guidance can does law provide protection does law provide you know all these things and she specified or she said how much it was like such a cool um activity or you know question answer session with her family because they were able to see that laws actually are or the law of god is a lot like light 
and how we don't see laws as a positive thing. Sometimes we see them as restricting. But if we can change our perspective of laws, we can see that they can be a blessing to us, just like the light is a blessing to us. Okay, the bell just rang. And as you can hear, whoa, the rain stopped for just one second. I guess I should have been more specific about my request. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it did stop at 2.15. <laughs> and then it kept going. <laughs> I love the Lord is so good. God is so good, you guys. It's amazing. You guys heard it here, okay? The rain stopped because I asked out loud. And then it kept going because I was not specific in my prayers. There is a talk by Elder Bednar that should be looked up. <laughs> I don't sh- I don't like shooting people, but this one should be looked up about being specific in your prayers. Now, if I rephrase it, you can look it up and it will bless your life. But also you should because it's going to bless your life. <laughs> okay, I'm going to end now because I need to focus on looking for Faust to make sure he's not wigging out about the rain. And we'll come back to you when it's not raining and it's a little bit more calm and quiet. Oh, and if you're wondering where Mr. Finn and Miss Flora are, they are at home. Finn was uh, charged with and asked a huge favor to see if he could give Flora a bottle so she could take a nap while I came to pick up Faust. So that's what he's doing. And hopefully they're successful with all this rain and thundering. Well, now it's so much quieter. We are coming to you live from the junior high parking lot. (laughs) And it's already the next day. So we probably got to get right into it. We're going to start reading chapter or section 88 in the Doctrine and Covenants. Laura is trying to take a nap, and I'm sad that I had to start, but I think that she will fall back asleep as she hears me just reading, hopefully. Um, Okay, so we are going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We're going to try and get through more of our reading, (laughs) because yesterday was raining, and this morning just didn't work out, so because I went to bed so late we were making a website for Jake for because yesterday he entered the Provo MTC and we cannot even believe that there is an elder Weiniger of one of the children of the siblings of our siblings so anyway pretty awesome So, okay, here we go. Verily thus saith the Lord unto you who have assembled yourselves together to receive this will, his will concerning you. Behold, this is pleasing unto your Lord and the angels rejoice over you. The alms of your prayers have come up into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth or Sabaoth and are recorded in the book of the names of the sanctified, even them of the celestial world. Okay, isn't it awesome? that definition of Sabaoth. Um, remember, it's angel armies. The Lord's angel armies. 
Number three, wherefore I now send upon you another comforter, even upon you, my friends, that it may abide in your hearts, even the Holy Spirit of promise, which other comforter is the same that I promised unto my disciples, as is recorded in the testimony of John. This comforter is the promise which I give unto you of eternal life, even the glory of the celestial kingdom, which glory is that of the church of the firstborn, even the God, the holiest of all, through Jesus Christ, his Son. He has ascended up on high, as also he descended below all things, in that he comprehended all things, that he might be in all and through all things, the light of truth. Which truth shineth? This is the light of Christ, as also he is in the sun, and the light of the sun, and the power thereof by which it was made. And I love I love that we can see the Lord in all things. I love that. And he's trying to tell us that exact thing here. Everything typifies of Christ. And number nine says, also the light of the stars and the power thereof by which they were made. And so not just that he made them, but he, but because he made them, he also gives them life and he gives them power and light. And number 10, and the earth also, and the power thereof, even the earth upon which you stand. And I love, um, that talking scriptures, they talked about how the earth has been created for us which is true. And, but he pointed out like some people are really trying to, uh, quote unquote, save the planet. And so they're trying not to have more kids because they think that over overpopulation is a bad thing. But I mean, choosing to have children is a hard choice in and of itself. Then choosing to govern your choice based on how much earth you're taking up like I don't know I personally <laughs> I I don't see how that how that works because the earth was created for us he tells us that that all these things were created for us and if he created it for us and we don't continue to multiply and replenish the earth then it goes wasted right it's just wasted because we aren't because the earth isn't able to do its purpose it's like my grandpa not wanting to use the right hand blinker because he thought that that would wear out the blinker too quick so he never used his right hand blinker and maybe not his left either I don't know if it was specific to the right I just remember that anytime I saw him turning he would never use his blinker because he thought that that would wear it out but like that's why it was created the blinker was created to for several reasons you know to help other people know when you're turning and not crash into you to help you communicate that to other people to keep you safe and 
that was the measure of its creation. And <laughs> when you don't use the blinker, what's happening it is the rest of the stuff's getting used up. So the car is going to get old no matter what. And if you don't, if you choose to not use the blinker, the you're just not using the car to the full capacity, right? Oh, it also reminds me of that um, Mormon message or the talk where um, the guy went on the cruise ship and had all the food prepaid. And you guys will remember this. And he didn't know that all the food was paid. And so he brought his own like canned food and he stayed in the his room like you know the whole time didn't do anything and ate the canned food now I don't know about you but any cruise I go on better have prepaid food because (laughs) when we went on our cruise it was the best to go to every buffet and just be able to eat whatever you wanted and there was a little bit of everything for everybody and the thought of bringing your own canned foods on a cruise ship seems ridiculous right because you are not using the cruise for the full purpose of why it was created for you and the whole purpose that people even go on cruises right like i mean that's why you go on a cruise because they make your food and then you like it's all inclusive kind of thing anyway that's at least one of the main reasons because food's included And so, anyway, um, so the earth was created for us, for human beings to be able to find joy, to have joy, right? To have experiences and things. And if we are keeping God's spirit children from coming because we feel like the earth might be getting worn out that might not be the most thought out and most pondered and most um i don't know reason good reason it's not a good enough reason you know (laughs) like i'm trying to be all nice about it but it's not a good enough reason like you did not consult the lord about this and because if you'd had the lord would be like just keep having kids you know if you're trying if you're if the earth getting used up is like a concern he would probably tell you that it was created for you so not to worry you know and if it gets used up well that's the point of the earth it's so that it can get used up that's the point of our bodies so it can get used up in all the awesome experiences that we're having and learning and growing and so it's already here it's getting used up for a lot worse purposes than your children so (laughs) bring them down you know bring them down and I feel like there's a lot of other reasons that would be, uh, I guess, acceptable to the Lord for uh, not being able to have more kids. But certainly saying that there's not enough space on earth is not even like valid because there's so much space out there. It might not feel like it where you live, (laughs) 
specifically when you go to pick up junior high kids might feel like it's super cramped but there's places out there that are not like that and so anyways that's that's just just my thoughts on that so when praying about having kids just you know the earth being overpopulated is not the root of your concern what is the real reason you don't want more kids or you can't have more kids or you choose not to have more kids what's the real reason because just jumping on the this earth is too populated bandwagon is not valid enough for the lord and yeah it's me i'm telling you that right now because i because i can because <laughs> i'm your mom or your grandma or your great grandma <laughs> anyway um yeah think about where that message might be coming from um because the lord doesn't ever say that in scripture i mean obviously there's like the lord doesn't spell everything out in scripture anyway but you know what i'm saying okay um Number 11, and the light which shineth, which giveth you light, is through him who enlighteneth your eyes, which is the same light that quickeneth your understandings. 12, which light proceedeth forth from the presence of God to fill the immensity of space? The light which is in all things, which giveth life to all things, which is the law by which all things are governed, even the power of God, who sitteth upon his throne, who is in the bosom of eternity who is in the midst of all things. Now verily I say unto you that through the redemption which is made for you is brought to pass the resurrection from the dead. And the spirit and the body are the soul of man. Okay, I love that uh, scripture right there. The spirit and the body are the soul of man. And so it's not just the spirit and it's not just our body, uh, but together it's the soul. We used, like I used to think, we I mean I guess I could say we for a lot of other people too but I used to think the soul was our spirit but it's spelled spelled out right here by the Lord no no spirit and body Number 16 and the resurrection from the dead is the redemption of the soul so the resurrection is going to redeem our spirit and our body not just one or the other and the redemption of the soul is through him that quickeneth all things which we read was who? The Lord. In whose bosom bosom it is decreed that the poor and the meek of the earth shall inherit it. I love that. Um, there's a quote that says, meekness is not weakness. So it's not the poor and the weak of the earth shall inherit it. It's the poor and the meek. Okay, sorry. I was looking something up. Number 18. Therefore, it must needs be sanctified from all unrighteousness, that it may be prepared for the celestial glory. For after it hath filled the measure of its creation, it shall be crowned with glory, even the presence of God the Father. Number 20. That bodies who are of the celestial kingdom may possess it forever and ever. For, for this intent was it made and created, and for this intent are they sanctified see our bodies are if they're um if we are 
wanting or desiring or living the celestial law, then we will get the celestial kingdom. And they who are not sanctified through the law, which I have given unto you, even the law of Christ must inherit another kingdom, even that of the terrestrial kingdom or that of the telestial kingdom. For he who is not able to abide the law of a celestial kingdom kingdom cannot abide a celestial glory. And he who cannot abide the law of terrestrial kingdom cannot abide a terrestrial glory. And he who cannot abide the law of the telestial kingdom cannot abide a telestial glory. Therefore, he is not meet for the kingdom of glory. Therefore, he must abide a kingdom which is not a kingdom of glory. And again, verily, verily, I say unto you, the earth abideth the law of the celestial kingdom, for it filleth the measure of its creation and transgresseth not the law. Okay, so this was one of the parts that I really liked in the teaching scripture, talking scriptures. They talked about how, and, and this is kind of a normal theme throughout these scriptures, I feel, is that if you are living a celestial law now, you will inherit the celestial kingdom. And that's going to feel awesome for you. And if you are living a terrestrial law now, you will inherit a terrestrial terrestrial kingdom, the same type of kingdom. You're not going to be uh, required to live the celestial law because you're not there yet. And you are not choosing to live that type of law. So the Lord's saying, you're not going to be obligated to live a law that you don't, um, that you don't desire to live. Right. Because how it would just, he's like, it just would not seem kind, right? Like you wouldn't feel at home there. And so he will continue to invite, I believe, to everything because that's what the Lord says to all of us come unto me, right? And so, um, but whatever glory we are attaining to now, that's, or living now, or aspiring, or wishing, or desiring, that is the kingdom that you will get when you die. And it's going to be amazing, you know? So I think. I think it's not trying to say that they're excluding people, but just trying to, he's trying to help people not worry about what is going to be required of you, right? Okay, and barely, oh, and then it said that, the, and he said that the earth is going, is, earth abides a celestial law. So, of course, he's, this earth is going to get the celestial kingdom. And so the earth it's just like us going through the stages. Okay, number 26. Wherefore, it shall be sanctified, yea, notwithstanding it shall die. It shall be quickened again and shall abide the power by which it is quickened and the righteousness shall inherit it. For notwithstanding they die, they also rise again and a spiritual body. And they who are of the celestial spirit shall receive the same body which was a natural body, even ye shall receive your bodies and your glory shall be that glory by which your bodies are quickened. Yea, who are quickened by a portion of the celestial glory shall then receive of the same even 
of fullness. And they who are quickened by a portion of the terrestrial glory shall they shall then receive the same, even of fullness. Okay, number 31. And also they who are quickened by a portion of the celestial glory shall then receive the same, even a fullness. And they who remain shall also be quickened. Nevertheless, they shall return again to their own place to enjoy that which they are willing to receive because they were not willing to enjoy that which they might have received. Okay, so basically we're going to enjoy... And we're going to receive what we were willing to do here on earth. If we weren't willing to sacrifice, to give more, to do more, to do different things for a different level of kingdom, then the Lord's not going to give that to us. Not because he's it's a punishment, but because we wouldn't want that. And so he's kind of doing us a favor, right? Uh, because we didn't, we weren't willing to enjoy that which we might have received um that's that's some harsh truth but like it also makes sense you know okay for 33 for what doth it profit a man if he if a gift is bestowed upon him and he received not the gift behold he rejoices not in that which is given unto him neither rejoices in him who is the giver of the gift and how true is that And again, verily I say unto you, that which is governed by law is also preserved by law and perfected and sanctified by the same. That which breaketh a law and abideth not by law, but seeketh to become a law unto itself and willeth to abide in sin and altogether abideth in sin cannot be sanctified by law, neither by mercy, justice, nor judgment. Therefore, they must remain filthy still. All kingdoms have a law given. And there are many kingdoms, for there is no space in that which there is no kingdom. And there is no kingdom in which there is no space, either a greater or a lesser kingdom. And unto every kingdom is given a law. And unto every law there are certain bounds also and conditions. All beings who abide not in those law in those conditions are not justified. For intelligence cleaveth unto intelligence, wisdom receiveth wisdom, truth embraceth truth, virtue loveth virtue, light cleaveth unto light, mercy hath compassion on mercy, and claimeth her own, justice continueth in its course, and claimeth its own, judgment goeth before the face of him who sitteth upon the throne, and governeth, and executeth all things, he comprehendeth all things, and all things are before him, and all things are around about him. And he is above all things and in all things and is through all things and is round about all things and all things are by him and of him, even God forever and ever. Okay, we're going to pause right there because we hope Finn starts coming out. And we're back. We're going to finish here, hopefully. And it's section 88, verse 42. And again, verily I say unto you, he hath given a law unto all things by which they move in their times and their seasons. And their courses are fixed, even the courses of the heavens and the earth, which comprehend the earth and all the planets. And they give light to each other in their times and in their seasons, in their minutes, in their hours, in their days, in their weeks, in their months, in their years. All these are one year with God, but not with man. I like that because right there it's talking about the time and how time is different. And um, I had this conversation with Faust about time. 
and he was talking about Minecraft and he was saying how uh, Minecraft, when Minecraft, if it's a video game, in case anyone hears this at some point in time where no one knows what Minecraft is, but it's a video game. And he was, he was telling me that Minecraft's time is different than our time and that you sleep and it's really only like a few minutes of sleep and then um and then you can wake up and you've been rejuvenated and like the night time like it's like you're playing and then it's nighttime and then it's sleep and then you wake up and then it's daytime and anyway so he was telling me how time is different and I took that opportunity to tell him how time is different for Heavenly Father versus us and he understood that and thought that that was pretty cool um after he explained to me how time worked in Minecraft and then I asked him I said well how can you make time be slower how can you slow down time because you don't want it to speed up and we started talking about the different activities that we do that slow time down and then the different activities that we do that speed things up so if we wanted to slow time down a little bit that we would want to engage in those kinds of activities and he mentioned things like playing legos made time go by really slow for him and playing uh, games made time go by really slow but that video games playing video games and watching shows made time go by really fast and I totally agreed with him and I thought it was really cool and then just yesterday he said I'm go- while you guys are taking a nap I'm going to play video game or I'm going to play Legos because it makes time go really slow <laughs> and I was like oh man that's awesome and it even so yesterday was the Sabbath on Sunday and so we don't really approve of the boys playing video games on Sundays anyway and so but he had done that um, on a different day as well where he could have played a video game but instead he chose to play Legos um, or play outside because it made time go by slower and another thing that for me that makes time go by slower is working out and exercising so if I ever want time to go by real slow throw in a workout and that would be amazing um, anyway I think I think it was great conversation that we had. So hopefully he remembers that and continues to to make that a priority um, in his life to slow time down. And hopefully I can follow his example to do that. Okay, then number 45. The earth rolls upon her wings and the sun giveth his light by day and the moon giveth her light by night and the stars also give their light as they roll upon their wings in their glory in the midst of the power of God. Unto what shall I liken these kingdoms They are, that ye may understand? Behold, all these are kingdoms, and any man who hath seen any or the least of these hath seen God moving in his majesty and power. Uh, I love that. How, like, how have you seen God moving in his majesty and power? And in the Don't Miss This podcast, Emily Freeman was talking about um, how a friend um, needed some blessings and and that 
she was able to see those blessings in her life and how that was her being able to see God moving in his power and in his majesty. And then I I wrote that down in my journal as a question, like, how have I seen God moving in majesty and power? You know, you can go outside and witness it. You can, but it's one of those things where if you don't stop and really notice things and, and be filled with gratitude for his majesty and power, then, then you don't notice it. And you just go about your day and you just have your busyness. Uh, you allow your busyness to distract you. And so I like that question. And I want to add it to my uh, daily questions um, so that I can remember to look for those things throughout my day so that at the end of the day, I can add that as a gratitude in my prayer to Heavenly Father. So it's a really good question. Um, And then number 48, I say unto you that he hath seen him, nevertheless, he who he who came unto his own was not comprehended. And or forty nine, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Nevertheless, the day shall come when you shall comprehend even God, being quickened in him and by him. Then shall ye know that ye have seen me, that I am, that I am the true light that is in you, and that you are in me, otherwise ye could not be bound or could not could not abound okay um this is i keep stopping i'm sorry (laughs) i'm never gonna get through the 88 um i remember when we were in sunday school and we're being taught this lesson by an amazing teacher and he posed the question he said hey what have you guys learned throughout your study of section 88 and crickets? Nobody rose their hand. And he was like, do you guys have any questions about section 88 or, you know, anything like that? And again, nobody rose their hand. And then, so he was like, okay, fine. I will just dive in and talk about things that I love because from this section, because it's one of his favorite sections. And so I was like, sweet, you know, this will be good. And he went off and talked about, um, a lot of, uh, I would consider deeper doctrine. Um, you know, talking scriptures to me, they talk about deeper doctrine. And I love that because, um, like I, I like the surface level cause I, I'm still learning those things. I feel like I'm still like a teenager in the gospel. And so like the different layers of the gospel and learning, I'm, I'm definitely surface level. And so sometimes when people talk a little bit deeper doctrine, I get confused. But what, what I love about, um, it, because I still listen to that, those, podcasts with a deeper doctrine or I like learning deeper doctrine even if I don't understand it that much um because it it's it's just beautiful to see how other people can learn so much and it's inspiring to me to know like hey once 
you are able to understand this, you are going to be able to learn a lot more and you'll get more light, right? It just kind of proves that there's light after you receive light, you get more light. And I, I love knowing that fact that I will continue to learn and that there's always something for me to learn and I'm never going to be quote unquote bored, right? And I don't mean that in like when a teacher's teaching, I'm bored, but when, when I'm not prepared to receive that light, um, then of course I'm that surface level bored. But if, but, but I, I just, I know that I won't be bored cause I, I strive to come to class, maybe not always prepared, but definitely always, um, open to ideas and, revelation and things. I love, I look forward to church all the time because I can learn from other people. And anyway, so this lesson he was teaching was so like so much deeper doctrine that I was just like, wow, I don't even like understand how he got to that level. Right. Like sometimes I can get, I can understand how people got to a specific level of, um, of the doctrine. But this time I was like, where did he get that? Now, granted, I didn't even read the lesson because as you can see, I'm currently on verse uh, 50 of section 88. And so there's no way that I would have understood what he was talking about if I hadn't even read this section for one. And number two, then, um, he was talking about things that I had never even heard of and like these things. And again, like, because I didn't understand it, it didn't like make me angry. It didn't make me upset. I was totally fine not knowing what he was referencing and how he got there because I was open to knowing that when I am ready, I will understand these things. Right. And like, it's so far that I can't even explain it because then I'm going to confuse people. <laughs> but um, I like this. Oh, and so then um, after after the lesson, one of um, the brethren from the bishopric decided to come up to uh, up to the Sunday school presidency, a couple of members of the Sunday school presidency and which one of them was your dad. And then they were supposed to approach this teacher about the doctrine that he was teaching. Now he didn't teach anything incorrect. He had sources for everything and, um, it was totally, totally legit doctrine. Right. Um, but he wanted to talk to him about his teaching less about his lesson and the way he taught it because peeps in class were texting the bishopric, um, this bishopric member and complaining about the doctrine that he was teaching and how they didn't understand what he was teaching and how he should not be going this deep in the doctrine and how he should just teach from the manual. And so anyway, I was just like, and and I only knew this because your dad told me after because, you know, he was able to communicate that to me. But I guess 
when they all went up to him, it felt like Clark said it felt like he like they were attacking him and he didn't really like that. And so like the feeling that they had. And to me, it also seems like some kind of like, let's gang up on this guy, you know, um, and which was sad be- to me, first of all, because this bishopric member allowed other people to I guess I should say like to control his actions because that bishopric member didn't even take time to ponder the things he was going to say. He basically just regurgitated whatever it was that those people were saying to him. And I only say this because how could you actually have time to ponder what you're going to say within that same amount of time, right? Like if you're going to approach a teacher and give them counsel, um, I personally think you need to ponder about what you're going to say and then, you know, meet up with this person later and, and talk to them about how they thought that their lesson went, right? And so instead of trying to attack him right after, like immediately after class. And, and I love this bishop member, like, he's awesome. I love his kids. They're cool. And so it was just something that, um, I thought, well, a, like the, the people that are texting during the class, like, come on guys, like don't text during class, have some respect for the teacher. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you didn't even raise your hand when he was asking. Right. So when he was asking for people to talk about the lesson nobody raised their hand so you don't have space to complain and and don't complain during class like if you need if you have a issue with a teacher like take that teacher's or you could take that teacher aside it might be nice to just talk to the teacher and say hey you know I really love what you're talking about or maybe you don't love what you're talking about and you could just raise your hand in class and be like hey I don't understand what you're saying and maybe this is deeper doctrine than than what I understand surface level, but I that is not the stuff that I was understanding. And maybe that would help the teacher know like that he's kind of going too deep. But you didn't even raise your hand. You have no space to talk if you didn't raise your hand. And certainly not any, like if you're going to talk about somebody, don't talk about them behind their back. But you could have also gone to the bishopric member privately and talked about your concern with this and maybe you read the lesson but obviously you didn't if you didn't even want to raise your hand when he asked like who read the lesson and wants to ask questions right so those were my beefs and (laughs) so when you have a question or a concern about the lesson and the teacher is asking at the beginning of the lesson ask you know raise your hand talk about what you notice in the scriptures don't text some kind of a leader and complain to them about this teacher that you don't know what they're talking about because you need to look inwardly and decide hey did I actually read the lesson did I actually understand what it what it said to me in the first place and if I didn't then maybe that's what you need to take to the Lord and not the teacher that it's not the teacher's responsibility to actually enlighten you okay it is your responsibility to have a connection with Christ and to establish that connection. So putting all that pressure on the teacher to teach you some new ideas is not 
correct. Okay. You're not going to, um, you're not going to receive that kind of revelation if that's how you're approaching it. Like you're not, you're coming to class to be entertained. That's, that's not going to work out. The Lord is not going to help you. <laughs> like that's not going to help you connect with the Lord. If you're just going to come to class to be entertained. Okay. We need to re we need to evaluate where we're at with our connection with Christ so that we can be humble to, to receive that revelation that he wants to give us during that class time. And the teacher is just there to help facilitate our learning progression. So that's why he's asking questions about what did you learn in this gospel study? What did you learn in these scriptures and if you have questions maybe somebody else can answer one of these questions but if you're not going to have the guts to raise your hand don't be complaining to people about the lesson okay if he was teaching true doctrine then it's just a matter of you just haven't learned enough to know what he's talking about and if you don't know what he's talking about in class raise your hand have the guts to raise your hand and be able to say I actually don't understand what you're saying. And guess what? Maybe there's other people in class say, saying the same thing in their head. Like, I don't get it. You know, I wouldn't have raised my hand for a couple reasons. First of all, I was with Flora and I was trying to get her to sleep. So I couldn't even talk. <laughs> Normally, you guys know. Well, you guys probably don't know. But Clark, dad knows that I like to raise my hand. I'll at least make one or two comments during class. I didn't make a single comment in this class because A, I had Flora and B, I, I didn't know what he was talking about, but I didn't feel frustrated and I didn't feel angry and I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Again, I felt like hopeful and I felt like I was receiving light in a way that was helpful to me so because I know that I'll be able to continue to receive light and I'll be able to learn more about what he was talking about if I continue to study and so that I was fine with it so yeah anyway like dad was able to talk to this teacher later and apologize to him about the way that they had approached um him and he was so grateful that he had come over and talked to him because um, because he felt the same way. He felt like it was not a cool it was not cool to come up to him and talk to him that way. And he was saying that he wanted to be released and I wouldn't even blame him. I would too. If my if the people that I'm teaching don't have the guts to say something to me and want to talk about me behind my back, I don't want to teach them either. You know what I mean? Like but this teacher is such an awesome guy that, you know, he, if they don't release him, he would probably still teach and just try and overcome those feelings, you know? And so I respect that. Also, I had another thought during the lesson. Um, and this was just because we were you know, talking about different worlds and the worlds that the Lord has created. And it's very intriguing to me to think that the Lord um, created different worlds. And I always wonder like, okay, in the scriptures, it says that he created man in his own image. Now, I don't know if we are the only planet that has man 
human, you know, beings. And so thinking about like these different planets and how they could maybe have different beings in their planets, or maybe they have the same human beings, you know, in their planets. But something that, that I was thinking about was what if the Lord, you know, because he has different things happening at different times, um, even on our earth, I was thinking, okay, what if there has already been a second coming in other worlds and how they could be in that process right now? And this is totally mom doctrine. And <laughs> I was blown away just when I was thinking that, you know, I don't know if the spirit like told me that or if that's just you know, me thinking, wouldn't that be cool? But I was thinking that would be cool if other planets have already had the second coming and ours is like the last one, or maybe ours is the first one and nobody has had the second coming yet. But anyway, I liked thinking of that thought and thinking of like what that must be like for other planets to already have... the savior come again on their planet um but also like because is he their savior too like i'm sure that these questions are answered in the scriptures somewhere because um just because he does that (laughs) so maybe some of these questions you're already like mom i already know the scripture that goes to that but this is me not knowing what i'm not remembering what i read and (laughs) And I was thinking, what if the millennium has already hit on other planets? And then I was like, well, maybe not because the millennium is going to be here and Christ is going to reign personally upon the earth for a thousand years. And then I'm like, but but is that like a thousand of our years? And then he's already like done that a thousand years in other planets Or is there some scripture that talks about the millennium being the millennium for all planets? I don't know. Anyway, so these were the thoughts that were coming. And I was just like, this is so cool. I'd never even thought of this stuff before until he posed those thoughts um, that he was talking about that he gets excited about. And so I was just like, this is kind of cool. I really like it. So you see how you can get thoughts. Um, There was... A quote, and I'm not even going to try to quote it, but the idea of the quote was that the spirit can teach anyone who is humble and who is um, willing to receive inspiration. And it won't matter what kind of a teacher you have. Oh, I think it was from a prophet. And he was saying something like, even the born, even the, the spirit can teach through the most boring teacher, something like that. And that's because the teacher has nothing to do with what you learn. Okay. The teacher is just supposed to facilitate conversation between students who have already learned things or who have, or who are currently pondering questions and are coming to class to kind of 
learn more right so the teacher is just there to facilitate i almost think the teacher is also there to like supervise to make sure that whatever people are talking about they don't just spew like random non-doctrine uh things so um it's it's not the teacher's responsibility to teach you something new that's the spirit and that's also your job to be willing to receive after you have studied right and so I feel bad because of that lesson that I didn't actually take the time to study because I feel like I would have learned a lot more had I studied but I'm grateful for the fact that the spirit was still willing to teach me something and so that scripture that says um the the light shineth in darkness number verse 49 the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Nevertheless, the day shall come when you shall comprehend, even God. And I think that's definitely what the other students were feeling, were doing. And they were in the dark, right? They were in the dark. They were not understanding what the teacher was teaching. And they didn't understand the light that they were receiving and they weren't open to receive it either. You know, I if I asked them what they learned, they'd probably be like, nothing, you know, because I didn't understand what he was talking about, nothing, you know. But that's because they weren't humble enough to realize that they could have received inspiration and they could have received that revelation in that, even in that class. So I was going to send that to the bishop and stuff. And, and I was like, I was like, maybe I shouldn't. So I ha- I haven't taken the time to do that. But I did want to tell that teacher that I thought he taught a great lesson and it was awesome that how he is so excited about one specific topic and how he loves researching it and how he was able to share that excitement with us about the scriptures and how there's hope in knowing um that there's more for us to learn, that there's more out there than just what we're reading and what we comprehend. So anyway, um, we're going to read number 50. Uh, Number 50. Then shall ye know that ye have seen me, that I am, and that I am the true light that is in you, and that you are in me. Otherwise, ye could not abound. Oh, I already read that one. 51 behold i will liken these kingdoms unto a man having a field and he sent forth his servants into the field to dig in the field and he said unto the first go ye and labor in the field and in the first hour i will come unto you and ye shall behold the joy of my countenance and he said unto the second go ye also into the field and in the second hour i will visit you with the joy of my countenance and also unto the third saying i will visit you and unto the fourth and so on until unto the twelfth and the lord of the field went unto the first in the first hour and tarried with him all that hour and he was made glad with the light of the countenance of his lord and i i love that the don't miss this podcast um talked about this right here where the lord of the field went unto the first in the first hour and tarried with him all that hour that the Lord is going to come to us in our hour of need, that the Lord is there and he is mindful of us and that he will be present 
for us and that we get to have him for the time that we need him. And it said all that hour. And it doesn't say like in one hour. It doesn't say like um, in 30 minutes, the Lord's setting a timer, you know, but that we're going to have him in our hour of need. Now, it might take an hour, but it might take like several days. It might take all our lifetime, but that he is going to be with us all that time. Okay, uh, 57. And then he withdrew from the first that he might visit the second also and the third and the fourth and so on until the twelfth. And thus they all received the light of the countenance of their Lord, every man in his hour and in his time and his season. And I love that the the Lord will come to us in our seasons. Beginning at the first and so on unto the... Oh, sorry, 59. Beginning at the first and so unto the last and from the last unto the first and from the first unto the last, every man in his own order until his hour was finished even according to his Lord, had commanded him that his Lord might be glorified in him and he in his Lord that they might, that they all might be glorified. Therefore, unto this parable, I will liken all these kingdoms and the inhabitants thereof, every kingdom in its hour and in its time and in its season, even according to the decree which God hath made. And again, verily I say unto you, my friends, I leave these sayings with you to ponder in your hearts with this commandment, which I give unto you, that ye shall call upon me while I am near. Draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. Seek me diligently, and ye shall find. He didn't say, seek me on the surface, <laughs> and ye shall find. But he said, seek me diligently. That that to me means that it's not going to be easy to find. The Lord is not going to be easy to find. You're going to have to look with intention um, because sometimes, let me give you an example. So I just found my pa- my Peruvian passport and my Peruvian DNI and it's a ID for Peru. Anyway, I found them. I thought they were lost forever. I thought I put them in this random backpack and I thought I gave it away to somebody and, you know, whatever. But I did not because I just found them on Saturday and it's Sunday night or it's Monday night or Monday morning. And sorry, it's just Monday super early and so it's still dark. But I found it in all this mess that's been in this closet in our house in this new house which means I have had it lost for oh I don't know probably six years no actually longer so because it expired in 2011 and I lost it probably around that time so it's been lost for 10 years (laughs) and I I thought that I searched for it diligently Okay, I thought, but apparently I didn't search for it diligently enough because I just found it and I found it in all these papers. Um, I have these file cabinets and I knew about my file cabinets. I knew that they, I put in some useful stuff. I put in a bunch of fins, um, kindergarten papers and you know first and second grade 
papers and, and writings and things like that. And then I put some of Faust's cute little art uh, things too. And I knew that I had some insurance information. I knew taxes, like copies of our tax returns were in there. And so I knew about what was in there, but I didn't really know what was in there because I hadn't gone through it in a long time. Oh, and I knew like some of the things I designed uh, um, in the past have been in there. And I like to keep some of the things I designed so I can remember. And also I, I knew that there were pictures in there. And anyway, I knew there was lots of stuff, but I had no idea that my passport and my DNI were in there. And so when the Lord's talking about find me, look for me diligently and ye shall find, or I guess I should say, he said, uh, seek ye diligently, seek me diligently and ye shall find. This is in 63. And that is called seeking. Okay. I found the passport and, and sometimes we give up, you know, because we're like, well, you know, the passport's probably somewhere or maybe it's just lost forever, right? You're just like, oh, well, you know, I'll never find it. So I, you just give up because it's too hard to keep looking. And then you realize when you're doing something else and you're looking and organizing something else, you find what you were looking for. And I think that I can liken that to to the Lord and I can know of him. I can know that he is somewhere and not actually find him there because I haven't really looked. I can know that maybe he's still there, but who knows until I actually start looking. I can know that I could maybe sometimes feel like he's not there, like he's lost, like he's lost forever. You know, you can feel that in your life like he's lost forever I'm never gonna be able to find him it's too hard you know um I thought like he's lost right and and then doing something else you end up finding him in the like most random spot although it was the perfect spot because it said legal docs and that's a legal doc (laughs) I'm just like still blown away that I found it Yes, I am putting it in a safe place, but hopefully not too safe where I won't find it. Anyway, so I really like that analogy, you know, for my passport and the Lord. Okay, we are now on verse 64. Whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, it shall be given unto you that is expedient for you. And if ye ask anything that is not expedient for you, it shall turn unto your condemnation. Behold, that which you hear is as a voice of one crying in the wilderness, in the wilderness, because you cannot see him. My voice, because my voice is spirit. My spirit is truth. Truth abideth and hath no end. And if it be in you, it shall abound. And if your eye be single to my glory, your whole bodies shall be filled with light and there shall be no darkness in you. And that body which is filled with light comprehendeth all things. 
therefore sanctify yourselves that your minds become single to the God, single to God and the days will come that you shall see him for he will unveil his face unto you and it shall be in his own time and in his own way and according to his own will remember the great and last promise which i have made unto you cast away your idle thoughts and your excess of laughter far from you tarry ye tarry ye in this place and call a solemn assembly even of those who are the first laborers in this last kingdom and let those whom they have warned in their traveling call on the lord and ponder the warning in their hearts which they have received for a little season behold and lo i will take care of your flocks and will raise up elders and send unto them behold i will hasten my work in its time and i give unto you who are the first laborers in this last kingdom a commandment that you assemble yourselves together and organize yourselves and prepare yourselves and sanctify yourselves yea purify your hearts and cleanse your hands and your feet before me that i may make you clean that i may testify unto your father and your god and my god that you are clean from the blood of this wicked generation that I may fulfill this promise, this great and last promise, which I have made unto you when I will. Also, I give unto you a commandment that ye shall continue in prayer and fasting from this time forth. And I give unto you a commandment that you shall teach one another the doctrine of the kingdom. Because the Lord was trying to tell them to teach each other, they started the school of the prophets at that time. And it was supposed to, you know, help them become better and help them come closer to Christ and become a holy people and I guess holier people and now it's known as institute so kind of cool to know that kind of background um started during Joseph Smith's day and now it's still in place okay you won't believe where I'm at now I am currently at <laughs> Faust soccer practice and I have a few minutes, so I figure I should do some more catching up. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Um, this is our first soccer practice for Faust and for this season. And it's pretty cute because his friend Kenyon's mom is the coach. So totally fun because he's also on the team with his other friend, Luca and Alex and it's just super fun so he's loving it okay um we're gonna go ahead and keep reading number 78 teach ye diligently and my grace shall attend you that you may be instructed more perfectly in theory in principle in doctrine in the law of the gospel in all things that pertain unto the kingdom of god that are expedient for you to understand of things both in heaven and in the earth and under the earth things which have been things which are things which must shortly come to pass things which are at home things which are abroad the wars and the perplexities of the nations and the judgments which are on the land and a knowledge also of countries and of kingdoms that ye may be prepared in all things when i shall send you again to magnify the calling whereunto i have called you and the mission with which i have commissioned you I love that the Lord wants us to be well-rounded. That's like what I get from this. Um, if we expect to improve ourselves and if we want and desire to become better, the way to do that is to be well-rounded in all things. Um, history, 
in present and future and you know in things that are here and at home like I would think even at home 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 and then like in your homeland um, in abroad abroad countries the wars everything because when we are full of that knowledge when we know what it is that's going on around us we are better equipped to deal with those things and we are better prepared like he says that we may be prepared in all things and it also helps us not sound so non-informed right um i remember when i was in the helping with the miss pleasant grove pageant um i helped one of the young women that i had um previously been like she was one of my young women when i was young women's president and she wanted me to be her sponsor i guess they couldn't have moms as a sponsor and so she thought that I would make a good sponsor and I'm like oh okay (laughs) you know I've never done that before but it was a really cool experience I went to a lot of the classes with her and basically they wanted these young women who are trying to represent like this is a Miss America uh, program they wanted these young women to be well-rounded they were teaching them about history and how to be um, how to get the latest information about what's going on in the world today and current events and they also wanted them to have like some kind of humanitarian project like what is your purpose they wanted the young women to have a purpose and to have something that was meaningful that they were passionate about not just you know the talents that they had to show off but also like how they were going to impact the world and make a difference and I think it's so critical to our youth to help them become well-rounded so that they're not just so uh, limited in their beliefs because that's when Satan can get us right and I will add that not only if we can help them become well-rounded, but if we can help them to visit other countries, it it helps them broaden their um, knowledge about different cultures and different uh, ways that people live and different, um, just so much, you know, there's so much in this world t- that we can Um, that we can teach our kids and I think that as they gain that information the more information they have the more um, they can put into practice and the more practice they have with their knowledge and with their skills the more they can accomplish in life and the less they'll need to find ways to escape right because this world has so many things that are amazing and we don't want to escape we want to take advantage we want to um be a tool in the lord's hands be an instrument okay i'm just going off now so number 81 behold i sent you out to testify and warn the people and it becometh every man who hath been warned to warn his neighbor so once we know then we need to share that knowledge. Therefore, they are left without excuse. Uh, they are left without excuse, and their sins are upon their own heads. This one is so hard because that is something that the Lord judges, not us. Okay, remember, it is not our place to tell somebody when they're going to go to hell. <laughs> 
And we certainly don't ever tell anybody, go to hell, because that's not nice either. <laughs> okay, let's say kind words to each other. Um, but it is our job to testify and to warn our neighbor and make sure that we feel we've warned them and do it in a way that the Lord has um, inspired us to do that. Okay, number 82. Therefore, they are left without excuse. Oh, yeah. And their sins are upon their own heads. And remember, like, it's their own. Like, it's not you, right? You did what you needed to do. You followed the prompting. You helped that person know. And now, you know, if you've had to do it multiple times, that's fine. But now, and it's their it's their turn, you know. Um, it's their turn to focus on what it is that they need to do to um, to repent and come unto Christ. Okay, number eight, uh, 83. He that seeketh me early shall find me and shall not be forsaken. This is the reason why we teach children because it's early the earlier we teach you to know jesus to know who you are to know that you are loved to know what you are capable of the better you will be at fighting off satan and fighting off the adversary and his temptations and his enticings because you're going to know for yourself and you won't be moved and if you don't learn that early you learn that late and learning that late sometimes comes with consequences and we don't want to have those consequences um as much as we can avoid consequences the better right the bad consequences anyway 84 therefore tarry ye and labor diligently that you may be perfected in your ministry to go forth among the gentiles for the last time as many as the mouth of the lord shall name to bind up the law and seal up the testimony and to prepare the saints for the hour of judgment which is to come that their souls may escape the wrath of god the desolation of abomination which awaits the wicked both in this world and in the world to come. Verily I say unto you, let those who are not the first elders continue in the vineyard until the mouth of the Lord shall call them, for their time is not yet come. Their garments are not clean from the blood of this generation. Abide ye in the liberty wherewith ye are made free. Entangle not yourselves in sin, because it is like an entanglement, right? Um, but let your hands be clean until the Lord comes. And we have to wash our... I don't, I don't know how many times I used to wash my hands, but after COVID, I've been washing my hands like constantly, nonstop, it seems like. Every time I touch something, wash my hands. Anytime I touch the garbage, wash my hands. That's obvious. But like anytime I come home from outside, I wash my hands. It's just like we wash our hands so much, right? But sometimes we don't realize that when we are, when we are trying to repent... It's the same thing. It's just the same thing as when you're washing your hands. It's not supposed to be this like um, huge burden to repent. It's not supposed to be this inconvenient thing. Um, it's supposed to be real quick and easy, right? Like the soap is there. The water's there. Everything's ready to go. You just have to take those extra steps to the bathroom to wash your hands. And it's just those extra steps we need to take towards Christ that returns us to his focus that will help us to continue on that uh, path of repentance and that, that straight and narrow path that we are totally loving to always 
uh, take because we know it keeps us safe. And I love that he mentions that if we entangle ourselves in sin, then it's not going to be good. Like, don't let ourselves do that. But if we do, just keep your hands clean. Like, go wash your hands. Go just repent. You know, it's not a big deal to repent. Yeah, it might be hard at first to repent. But once you get into the habit of like daily repentance, it's so much easier. It's so much easier to do that. Um, And we can abide there. We can abide in that place of continuous repenting, continually repenting and coming unto him because it's it's true it is a freedom that he gives us as we are able to repent we are freeing ourselves from that sin from that entanglement and it's just awesome okay uh 87 for not many days hence and the earth shall tremble and reel to and fro and as a drunken man and the sun shall hide his face and shall refuse to give light and the moon shall be bathed in blood and the stars shall become exceedingly angry and shall cast themselves down as a fig that falleth from off a fig tree and after your testimony cometh wrath and indignation upon the people for after your testimony cometh the testimony of earthquakes that cause that shall cause groanings in the midst of her and men shall fall upon the ground and shall not be able to stand and also cometh the testimony of the voice of thunderings and the voice of lightnings and the voice of tempests and the voice of waves of the sea heaving themselves beyond their bounds i mean that are like that picture just seems really scary and all things shall be in commotion and surely men's hearts shall fail them for fear shall come upon all people so if our hearts are going to fail us and he sees this already coming what can we do to strengthen our hearts now so that we do not so that our hearts don't fail us during that time so that we aren't fearful so that we're not afraid i love how president nelson is training us in that every conference he has a special thing that he's trying to teach us um one of the times i remember he said um to read the book of mormon and highlight the names of jesus christ as you read and and we did that and that was amazing and what an amazing process that was and then another time he says to hear him he challenges us to hear him and come closer and make time to hear the voice of the lord and we can hear him and we can do that that's what he's currently telling and be be thankful he taught us that if we can be thankful that we will be happier as we live um no matter what's happening in our lives we can be thankful and we had like this hashtag uh gratitude thing on social media for like a week or something and everybody was posting so many things that they were grateful for and it was amazing the transformation that um i felt during that time or you know what i don't even i think i was doing a social media fast at that time (laughs) but i was i was checking up on social just to see like what was what it was like and it was totally different i didn't ever feel i've been taking a lot of social media breaks lately but specifically one right now that's lasting for like about seven months and anyway i remember that being so cool that people were just posting all kinds of gratitude things um maybe i didn't take a social media fast maybe i just wasn't posting but i was looking and then decided to just do a social media fast i can't remember but i do remember specifically thinking 
there's a whole bunch of people being grateful after the pres after the prophet asked people to be grateful. So that was awesome. Okay. Um, where are we at? Oh yeah. Number 92. An angel shall fly through the midst of heaven, crying with a loud voice, sounding the trump of God saying, prepare ye, prepare ye, O inhabitants of the earth for the judgment of our God is come. Behold and lo, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And immediately there shall appear a great sign in heaven, and all people shall see it together. And another angel shall sound his trump, saying, That great church, the mother of abominations, that made all nations drink of wine, of the wrath of her fornication, that persecuteth the saints of God, that shed their blood, she who sitteth upon many waters, and upon the islands of the sea, behold, she is the tares of the earth. She is bound in bundles. Her bands are made strong. No man can loose them. Therefore, she is ready to be burned, and he shall sound his trump both long and loud, and all nations shall hear it, and there shall be silence in heaven for the space of half an hour, half an hour, and immediately after shall the curtain of heaven be unfolded as a scroll is unfolded after it's rolled up, and the face of the Lord shall be unveiled that is really visual i don't i know that usually things are um symbolic but this is really like really visual so i don't know that's amazing silence in space silence in heaven for 30 minutes or that's half an hour and then the curtain of heaven be unfolded as a scroll. That just is so cool. I feel like the the clouds are gonna do that. I don't know. Remember when we were watching Independence Day and and it seemed like when the alien ship comes, the clouds kind of unfold. Maybe that's like what it is. That's it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Um, but I can wait, if you know what I mean. Okay, 96. And the saints that are upon the earth who are alive shall be quickened and be caught up to meet him. And they who have slept in their graves shall come forth. For their graves shall be opened. And they also shall be caught up to meet him in the midst of the pillar of heaven. If you don't love that I don't know what what you'll love this year this past COVID year has been especially hard for so many people with the passing of their loved ones and I've been more aware of their losses maybe because Lama Mama passed away at the beginning of 2020 and so it just feels so real and the loss feels like so heavy and anyways i know that as we continue to look towards christ and and talk about him more and then we can create peace for those around us that we can testify of these truths and that we can give them something to hope for like this okay we are in 98 and now practice is over so i gotta go okay you will not believe where i'm at now 
I am at Finn's soccer game. Amazing, right? I mean, just kidding. Finn's soccer practice. I would not be able to be at his game. I would be yelling too much and paying attention to the game. But I am currently at practice. So I don't need to pay attention because luckily we have the one of the team players' moms being the coach. And so she's used to be a competitive soccer player. So we're going to let her coach and I'll just be the team parent and send out text messages whenever I need to. So... That's what I like to do and manage the old treat list. So here we go. We're in number or we're in section 88, number 98. I'm sure you know we're still in section 88. <laughs> but hey, this thing is getting so long <laughs> in case you got to pause every now and then. Okay, 98. We're going to get through this right now, okay? Because Faust's practice was... 30 minutes long but Finn's practice is an hour and 15 minutes so we can get we can do this all right they are Christ's the first fruits they who shall descend with him first and they who are on the earth and in their graves who are first caught up to meet him and all this by the voice of the sounding of the trump of the angel of God and after this another angel shall shall sound okay now we're, we have two angels which is the second trump then cometh the redemption of those who are Christ's at his coming, who have received their part in that prison, which is prepared for them, that they might receive the gospel and be judged according to men in the flesh. And again, another trump shall sound, which is the third trump. And then come the spirits of men who are to be judged and are found under condemnation. And these are the rest of the dead, and they live not again until the thousand years are ended, neither again until the end of the earth. And another trump shall sound, which is the fourth trump, saying, There are found among those who are to remain until the great and last day, even the end, who shall remain filthy still. <laughs> yes, that's right, people. I am thinking about President Trump, who just recently got um, released, replaced by a new president. We just got a new president. Um this past year and we had president trump for four years i think and i'm pretty sure the lord's not talking about that trump but at the same time remember the lord is always um symbolic of a lot of things so the trump could be an actual trump maybe there is or maybe it is a person with the last name of trump i don't I don't know. I'm I'm guessing it's more the actual Trump because we also have Angel Moroni who has a trumpet and that represents the restoration and the preaching of the gospel throughout all the world. And speaking of the Trump, so we saw the 3D mock-up digital rendering of the Linden Temple and it's looking so cool. And amazing and it's gonna be so fantastic it's only gonna be like five minutes away from us but Finn made a comment he said there's no angel Moroni on top of this one and I was like yeah there isn't and it does kind of make me sad that there isn't because I love that Moroni on top of the on top of the temples but I can understand why we would not use angel Moroni as well because we don't actually worship angel Moroni so I guess we can do away with 
having Angel Moronite on the top of the temples. Um, because, you know, other churches have, like, the cross on top of their um, churches or temples. And we don't have that. But people wear those. And so, yeah, I guess I could see why people wouldn't need to use that. Um, and why maybe the churches getting away from Angel Moroni because it's not because he's not who we worship maybe Angel Moroni is the one who who actually mentioned that like hey guys we probably don't need to put me on top of the temples could you picture him be like it's kind of a little bit awkward that you guys have been putting me up on top of the temple <laughs> right like combos up in heaven anyway it's kind of funny when you think of it that way but I'm gonna keep reading here here we go and okay number 103 and another trump shall sound which is the fifth trump which is the fifth angel who committeth the everlasting gospel flying through the midst of heaven unto all nations kindreds tongues and people and this shall be the sound of his trump saying to all people both in heaven and in earth and that are under the earth for every ear shall hear it and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess while they hear the sound of the trump saying fear God and give glory to him who sitteth upon the throne forever and ever for the hour of his judgment is come and again another angel shall sound his trump which is the sixth angel saying she is fallen who made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication she is fallen is fallen Okay, so I remember that talking scripture mentioned that the she is fallen, the she here is, she is known as the, um, was it mother of abominations? <laughs> like I think in the earlier um, verses and it's basically like all the evil stuff so it's not like there's a specific religion that they're talking about but that it's just like sin in general and number 106 and again another angel shall sound his trump which is the seventh angel saying it is finished it is finished the lamb of god hath overcome and trodden the winepress alone even the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of almighty god and then shall the angel be crowned with this with the glory of his might and the saints shall be filled with his glory and receive their inheritance and be made equal with him and then shall the first angels again sound his trump in the ears of all living and reveal the secret acts of men and the mighty works of God in the first thousand years. The secret acts of men kind of concerns me. <laughs> I don't feel like I want to know the, those secrets. <laughs> you know what I mean? And having experienced betrayal trauma, I'm pretty sure that any kind of secret that gets revealed is going to cause some serious trauma to whoever is there listening. So hopefully, um, or because Christ is there, I'm hoping that that trauma will be lessened <laughs> so that it's not so, so dramatic. But I, I mean, I don't make the rules around here, guys. Okay. And number 109, and then shall the second angel sound his trump and reveal the secret acts of men and the thoughts and intents of their hearts and the mighty works of God in the second thousand years.
I'm hoping that the second thousand years that the secret acts that they're talking about might be good. I'm hoping <laughs> this will be better. I don't know. Um, and number 110 and so on until the seventh angel shall sound his trump and he shall stand forth upon the land and upon the sea and swear in the name of him who sitteth upon the throne that there shall be time no longer and satan shall be bound this is the moment we're all waiting for that old serpent who is called the devil and shall not be loosed for the space of a thousand years i will be looking forward to that moment i wonder if we'll be able to tell if we're close you know and then he shall be loosed for a little season that he may gather together his armies and michael the seventh angel even the archangel shall gather together his armies even the hosts of heaven also we have new little kids that just decided to play here and trying to find other trees that might be a little further away but i can't see any that have shade that are close enough so this is where we are and then cometh the battle of the great god and the devil and his armies shall be cast away into their own place that they shall not have power over the saints anymore at all and this moment is the one i i'm also waiting for but i don't want to see the battle <laughs> the battle seems like it's going to be more intense than the ones we fight every day now for Michael shall fight their battles and shall overcome him who seeketh to throne who seeketh the throne of him who sitteth upon the throne even the lamb this is the glory of God and the sanctified and they shall not any more see death and that's awesome therefore verily i say unto you my friends call your solemn assembly as i have commanded you and don't you love that he said friends and as all have not faith it's true not everybody has faith seek ye diligently and teach one another words of wisdom yea seek ye out of the best books words of wisdom seek learning even by study and also by faith also speaking of a good book uh totally recommend the book by rick warren the book is called a purpose-driven life and it is amazing he is a christian pastor or a christian bishop not of our faith so he's not a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints but he says so many good things i want to highlight his whole book except that it's an audiobook and so i can't highlight the whole thing <laughs> um so that's a good book then mere christianity by c.s lewis also super good and is quoted by almost every general authority during general conference <laughs> and i think those are the two books that i've been reading that i would say are amazing books and highly recommend to anyone and okay we're gonna now read 119 organize yourself yourselves prepare every needful thing and establish a house the temple even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. And we've learned with the COVID that we can make our home like the temple. And so I think there's a lot of um, great tips there on how we need to um, transform our home. And it helps me remember that talk about, oh, it's like... I can't remember, but I think it was President Nelson said that if your home's not 
not what you want it to be, then maybe it needs a remodel. And I'm like, yes, I love him. Because <laughs> everybody knows mom loves remodeling. And by I love remodeling, I mean I love it when other people do. I don't want to have to do it myself, you know. <laughs> okay, and 120. That your incomings may be in the name of the Lord. That your outgoings may be in the name of the Lord. That all your salutations may be in the name of the Lord with uplifted hands unto the Most High. Oh, this is fun. So, coming up is something that the peeps that we're meeting in in together um, for these meetings uh, were needing to say hello in a specific way towards each person who came to the meeting. And you'll see that it's pretty awesome. I think that we should totally start doing this. And I'm sad that I didn't read my... Um, read this in time because I could have said hello to peeps in Sunday school in this manner because that would have been amazing and oh excuse me then you would have known then we would have, we would have known who read the lesson and who didn't because then some peeps would laugh and some peeps would say something different I'm sure but anyways okay so 121, therefore cease from all your light speeches, from all laughter, from all your lustful desires, from all your pride and light-mindedness, and from all your wicked doings. Now, I love that he tells us to cease from all those things. But remember, he's talking about when you're going to be meeting like this in a holy place and talking about Christ. And um, that's when we need to be reverent. But not so much that he hates laughter because laughter is amazing. And we all know that we like all of our youth speakers, Hank Smith and John, by the way, and even Brad Wilcox makes me laugh. And Dr. Matt, brother, Dr. Brother Matt Townsend. And so, you know, mom loves laughing. And oh, and then there's those silly missionaries doing funny things on the YouTube videos and trying to preach to peeps. So it's just awesome. Um, laughter is great and the Lord loves laughter, but not, but there's always a time and a place, right? So he doesn't want it happening like in the temple. People don't need to be busting up laughing. Okay. Um, 122, appoint among yourselves a teacher and let not all be spokesmen at once, but let one speak at a time and let all listen unto his sayings. Oh, I wonder if he knew about how people want to talk, talk over people. Because that happens sometimes. But we need to be patient and wait for somebody to finish talking, right? Before we can say our comment or speak. And then continue. That when all have spoken, that all may be edified of all. And that every man may have an equal privilege. Um, there's this other thing that I've been reading. Or I guess listening to a podcast. It was a, It's kind of like a mastermind group where business peeps get together and they um try and have these um groups of people where they meet together and they talk about business and they talk about how to improve their business and improve their personal life and improve all these things and they come with questions and with comments and everything and essentially there's this way there's this method that I was reading about where it's supposed to help everybody have like really good say in the meeting and so the lord is not presenting 
something that's crazy he's actually presenting a higher way to meet with with people he's presenting the the key for all of us to learn is for all of us to contribute it's not for one person to say all the comments it's not for the teacher to teach the whole time but it's for each person to contribute a comment a wonder a notice a question all of it um and give everybody equal time because that's how we can learn and we learn together and it's not just for the courageous people who raise their hand and can say something but for everybody to share and so in these groups i at the beginning of the meeting i think what they do is they give each person uh one minute to talk to kind of loosen the the playing field you know kind of loosen warm it up and each person's supposed to say something um i don't know i can't honestly remember exactly what it was because um, I got the book so that it could help me understand it a little bit more, but I, cause it's supposed to be like a really good way to lead, right? Where you facilitate these meetings that are super powerful and super effective instead of just going to a class where one person teaches. And so anyway, it's supposed to be really awesome. Everybody gets to talk and everybody gets heard and everybody's supposed to listen and it's just great. But so the Lord is presenting this higher, higher way of learning and, and it's, and it's awesome. And he's doing it so early on, right? It's too bad we didn't catch on to this sooner. Um, also great business ideas from the Lord right here, you know, personal ideas, the gospel, everything benefits everybody and benefits us in different ways. You can always apply gospel principles to business to elevate your business. Um, because for the Lord, everything's the same. Okay. Um, number 123. See that you ye love one another. Cease to be covetous. Learn to impart one to another as the gospel requires. And I love that impart means to like share, you know. And number 124, cease to be idle, cease to be unclean, cease to find fault one with another. Oh, that's a good one because we always try and fall, find fault and we're always trying to blame people for things. But if we can cease to find fault one with another and just take responsibility for our own actions, how much better would this whole world be? Okay, cease to sleep longer than is needful. <laughs> <laughs> I think as a teen, I may have slept longer than was needful, but I don't think I've ever slept longer than it, than was needful, right? Because people say that I need eight hours of sleep. I don't know when the last time is that I got eight hours of sleep. <laughs> so, but this, this next one is for me. Retire to thy bed early. Uh, what do you mean like early? Like early in the morning, like at 12 midnight? early like 1 a.m in uh, 1 a.m in, in the morning is that early that you may not be weary oh never mind that's not what he's talking about arise early well the temple has always been able to wake me up and i loved it when i could go super early in the morning and added it to my daily routine but i miss that so much that i can't really get up as early as i want because i don't have that extra drive pushing me anyways says that your bodies and your minds may be invigorated invigorated what does that even mean health that your body and your minds may be invigorated i feel like that would be like juiced up you know like like you're gonna get inspired you're gonna get juiced up 
Okay, 125. And above all things, clothe yourselves with the bond of charity, as with a mantle, which is the bond of perfectness and peace. Pray always that you may not faint until I come. Behold and lo, I will come quickly. Remember that? <laughs> we don't know what that means. And receive you unto myself. Amen. Okay, we're on 127. And again, the order of the house prepared for the presidency of the school of the prophets established for their instruction in all things that are expedient for them, even for all the officers of the church, or in other words, those who are called to the ministry in the church, beginning at the high priest, even down to the deacons. And this shall be the order of the house of the presidency of the school. He that is appointed to be president or teacher shall be found standing in his place in the house, which shall be prepared for him. Okay, 129. Oh, by the way, all the kiddos just left, so it's going to be much quieter. Therefore, ye shall be first in the house of God, in a place that the congregation in the house may hear his words carefully and distinctly, not with loud speech. So, no yelling. (laughs) And when he cometh into the house of God, for he should be first in the house. Oh, that's like a... like a good lesson about what leadership should be our teacher or the leader should be in the house first i'm always the last one dang it i'm always the last one to my own parties even at our house behold this is beautiful that he may be an example it is beautiful okay and 131 let him offer himself in prayer upon his knees before God in token or remembrance of the everlasting covenant. And when any shall come in after him, let the teacher arise and with lifted up hands to heaven, yea, even directly salute his brother or brethren with these words. Okay, this is the part which is so amazing that if we could do this in Sunday school and all of our church classes and everything in the temple, it would be transform who we are you know okay 133 doctrine and covenants section 88 verse 133 write it down highlight it circle it print it art thou a brother or brethren i salute you in the name of the lord jesus christ in token or remembrance of the everlasting covenant in which covenant i receive you to fellowship in a determination that is fixed, immovable, and unchangeable to be your friend and brother through the grace of God in the bonds of love, to walk in all the commandments of God blameless in thanksgiving forever and ever. Amen. Wow. Like, you would not be able to sin <laughs> with as often if, as you'd have to say this. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would just be like such a great reminder of who our brethren and our sisters are in each of these meetings okay we are coming to a close to the practice and we're also coming to a close for this section which is amazing so we're on 134 and he that is found unworthy of this salutation shall not have place among you for he shall not suffer that mine house shall be polluted by him oh snap would say he got roasted um or i guess he would get roasted if he didn't come okay but wait for it so you were supposed to repeat this when every person came in and the don't miss this episode was so awesome they were like well you gotta wait till you read number 135 and so i'm gonna read it Uh, uh, because right well 
Yes, 135. And he that cometh in and is faithful before me and it is a brother, or if they be brethren, they shall salute the president or teacher with uplifted hands to heaven with this same prayer and covenant or by saying amen in token of the same. <laughs> so, so you could say just amen <laughs> or you could recite that whole scripture. And... <laughs> So Mrs. Sister Freeman was all like, oh yeah, I would recite the whole thing. <laughs> Brother Butler was all like, um, I would just say amen because I don't want to hold up the line. <laughs> she would be like holding up the line in class and peeps behind. And he was like, peeps behind him would be like, why don't why does she just say amen? <laughs> Anyways, but it's just beautiful to be able to say those words to somebody maybe my first step could just be to write it out to somebody because <laughs> i don't think i could say it to somebody i don't know if i would be brave enough but these people were so courageous they were just awesome they did everything that the lord told them okay um and he that let's see Number 136, behold, verily I say unto you, this is an ensample unto you for a salutation to one another in the house of God, in the school of the prophets. Okay, 137, and ye are called to do this by prayer and thanksgiving as the Spirit shall give utterance in all your doings in the house of the Lord, in the school of the prophets, that it may become a sanctuary, a tabernacle of the Holy Spirit to your edification. So as we recite these things, as we do these things that the Lord asks us to do, even if they're uncomfortable, they will be to our edification. We become better as we do these things. And sure, other people might be uplifted, but, but this is for us. The things that he teaches us is to help transform us to become like Christ, to become like him. 138, and ye shall not receive any among you in to this school save he is clean from the blood of this generation and he shall be received by the ordinance of the washing of feet for unto this end was the ordinance of the washing of the feet instituted and again the ordinance of the washing feet is to be administered by the president or presiding elder of the church it is to be commenced with prayer and after partaking of bread and wine he is to gird himself according to the pattern given in the 13th chapter of John's testimony concerning me. Amen. Wow. So many awesome gems in that. But we are going to end now because that was the longest ever. It's now two hours. I congratulate you for sticking with us and sticking with me through all of the different places. And um, I'm thinking about you and I love you. And we'll see you soon.